0: Hello and welcome to brotherlygame.com roundtable on Zoom. I'm your host, Matt Ralph. I'm the managing editor of brotherlygame.com. And I'm super excited to be joined by three guests today uh, from the college, two players from the college soccer world, uh, a very familiar face, and one we're looking forward to getting to see play again, uh, Brie Austin from Villanova, uh, from Villanova women's soccer team. Chris Shakes from Penn State, and of course, uh, we're joined by brotherly Game contributor and Penn State grad Greg Oldfield. How's it going, everybody?
1: Good. I'm good. Really good.
2: Hello, everyone. It's
0: going good. So, Brie, I want to start with you. We're going to start closest to home here, Villanova, right up the street from where I live, and I'm i uh, I'm looking forward to when the time comes when I can go to games again with my children and cheer you on, but. Um, You know, just in terms of it's been a been a really long time since you've been on the pitch. How 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 are you feeling looking at a schedule now and knowing, hey, we we will hopefully have, you know, X amount of games to play um, here in the spring?
2: Yeah, no, overall, the, the team's very excited that our schedule finally got released. We've been up the coaches trees, you know, asking them when they're going to release that. But finally, we got that. Um, it's just been exciting to get back on the field, honestly, with the whole team. I mean, last last fall, we were able to train in pods, but nothing really too serious. So it's been exciting to be back with the team, back on the field. Um, we've been doing inner team squads, like inner squad um, scrimmages, really. Uh, the energy's been great since we've gone back, and I think we're all just super excited to finally play someone. You know, I'm sure Chris's team is feeling the same way.
0: Yeah, Chris, and you—you you know, how's it? How's it feeling? Just kind of knowing you have a schedule out there. I mean, the the big Big, big Ten schedule is a, is a Big Ten schedule. It's not—you don't get as many of those uh, non-conference uh, games like the Bucknells or whatever on the schedule this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very motivating. I would say in my part. I mean, we've been training together since the fall, but not having a, a schedule in the fall and our season getting terminated in the fall. <clears throat> I mean it, it did bring us down a little bit but I mean getting the motivation from each other picking us back picking everyone back up and training every day finding something to to look forward to you know what I mean so the schedule coming now in the spring I mean it's very motivating it gives us all a little uplift you know and we're just looking forward to getting some games together now because we've been training for some time now but the game aspect is what we're looking
0: for and excited to get to and that greg you know how you feeling seeing i mean uh, mls season's a little bit of ways away with uh april hopefully being the start date um you know we have some other uh you know leagues that are going to be starting as well but to see you know kind of see these schedules coming out and seeing that we're going to have a an official spring college season this year what uh, what do you think about that
3: I think it's exciting. I mean, it's, it's different. I'm sure for, um, for Bree and Chris, you, you'd agree. I mean, you're, you're used to that preparation in the fall. You're used to having a, you know, like a preseason in the summer where it's hot and now you're having a preseason with snow on the ground, you know, feet of snow on the ground. So, I mean, that's, it's gotta be strange, but, um, it's exciting. You know, I'm happy, I'm happy for both of them that they get a chance to, to get a season in. And I think, um, you know, we'll see what happens with the start of, of the pro seasons. I mean, you may end up getting, um, a bigger spotlight on the college game, which I think is great for the, uh, the spring. It's something, you know, you're just not used to seeing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of spring college soccer just because it's uh, you get to see teams trying things out with their exhibition schedule and you get to see games you wouldn't normally see, but I'm, I'm especially excited that, you know, these, these local programs, because the ACC got to play a season, uh, I guess with some SEC teams as well. And uh, but here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we were pretty much completely locked out of soccer um, uh, at the college level. Chris, in terms of like like when you when you think back to, um, you know, a long time ago when you were a first year uh, showing up on campus, you kind of got the you know, you know, you got that experience of where, you know, Greg Greg mentioned, you know, your your introduction to college is showing up and training and and then and then you and then the, the college thing starts for you. Um, when you look back at that, that first season and, you know, getting an opportunity to play as a, as a first year player, as a goalkeeper, um, you know, when you look back on that being so long ago now, you know, how do you kind of build on that since there's been so much time in between in between your seasons at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, Billy, on top of it, the first season that I had here back in 2019 was very beneficial for me as a player coming in as a young player as well and our class in general is very young, like my class in Penn State, you know, we have a lot of sophomores. And so getting that first year, it really gave us a lot of experience, experience, sorry. And yeah, since then, I mean, I feel like our team has been molding from our class, not only from our class, but from our upperclassmen and everything. But I think for for me, myself, it's it's been really good, you know, just to know I have that experience under my belt and coming into this spring, you know, just knowing everything that we had before, it was still very good, you know what I mean? So having that experience means really a lot. And now we have to give it to our freshmen and our freshmen have to build off what we know and what we had last year. And yeah, had to go from there. That's how we're going to be successful is just everyone getting on the same page and our veterans on our team helping our rookies out and just throughout the team being on the same page, you know?
0: Bree, what's the what's, what's experience been like for you kind of having such a long time in between seasons and then, you know, kind of looking at yourself as one of the leaders of this team and, and trying to kind of keep every, keep everyone together um, when you've been, you know, your team is, you know, separated in terms of hometowns by a, by a, by a lot of mileage between, between, uh, across your roster. What's that experience been like and kind of just trying to maintain that team aspect when you haven't been able to play for so long?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, I mean, given the restrictions we've had on our campus, it was pretty tough to even train as a team last semester, you know? So we were able to train in small pods, four to five people. But even then, that's like impossible to teach tactics to, especially to the incoming players. So I think that was the biggest shift for me. Um, Being an upperclassman, we would spend preseasons drilling tactics into the players, at least the coaches would. And I think that's what... I saw the biggest shift in with this past um, fall season. You know, a lot of a lot of the incoming players don't really, they didn't really understand the tactics. So me and the other captain, Sam Rosette, we decided to do like little small Zoom meetings where we could teach the girls um, what they need to know on and off the field about our team. And that took place during winter break. So even though we were all at home, we were still coming together once a week to discuss any new things that were going on and then the tactics that we have of our team. So that's basically what we've been doing to keep the team environment.
0: And, you know, Greg, you know, you follow you follow college sports. Uh, I think it's impossible to, to, to attend Penn State and not become a, a college sports fan in addition to uh, being a soccer guy. Uh, you know, what did you kind of learn, kind of watching, uh, sort of observing observing what has transpired with college sports and how, you know, team, the leagues have been able to figure out how to do this in, in, in the pandemic?
3: I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's definitely taken time, you know, like, um, you, you saw some of the leagues tried to do this in the fall and, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the a lot of the local schools kind of held off. So, I mean, I think the learning experience, you kind of watch and see what happens in the fall, you kind of, uh, adjust and, um, you know, you learn from, from the others who did it before us, you know, what worked, what didn't work. And I think that, that probably, um, is to, you know, Villanova and Penn State's benefit this spring, where you, you have a season now that is, you know, it, it might not be a complete season, but it's, you know, as many games as possible, and you're doing it in the safest way possible because you kind of have seen what what's worked and what hasn't worked before. So that I think that's, that's a good sign that we'll probably get most of the games in. And, um, you know, that's what you want. You know, as a player, you don't want to end up starting, playing three or four games and then having your season shut down and then, you know, I, I think it's with the college students, you know, you got you know, some of you, are graduating, you know, you, you got seniors that are, they're, they're almost done and, you know, you don't want to end up pushing the season until May and June and, um, you know, you want to get it done. So, so hopefully there's been some experiences from the fall that, that a lot of the schools now, when they start, they can kind of take those, um, those positives away and, and get that complete season in, which I think is good. Good for everybody.
0: Some ways, like thinking about a, the college during a pandemic, you know, I have no idea what that's like. Uh, but one of the things I thought about is that it's it, maybe it's better for people who haven't <laughs> haven't experienced life at college before. Uh, you know, Chris got a little taste of that. You know, what's it like in terms of you know you know being you know, being a captain on the team and 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 sort of setting you know being charged with setting an example for the players and. You know, helping them to kind of deal with a lot of the things that, that, that everyone's been dealing with off the field, uh, you know, during kind of just, just with everything that's happening and, um, you know, making sure that everybody's like kind of, you know, doing what they need to do to keep the, to keep the, keep the team able to practice and able to play.
2: Yeah, I would say um, overall it has been a very big transition from other years that we've had in college. Obviously the social life is completely 180, completely different. Um, We try and tell the girls that we will hang out like all together instead of going out to social events, which can't really stop people from going to, but everyone makes their sacrifices and we do what we need to do to stay as a team. Um, As for the resources, I think I mean, we get tested twice a week, so that's that's pretty fortunate for us to be able to do. In um, classes, some of us have in-person classes, some of us are online, so it, it depends. It varies person to person. So we all just make decisions that we know at the end of the ta- at the end of the day is going to benefit our team, and just wish for the best.
0: What have you kind of seen from the program? And I mean, I I immediately when I saw the schedule, I saw North Carolina on there and got excited. You know that. That's uh that's that's a big big name school to get uh get on the on the radar there but uh what what's been the experience for you and what do you see out of this program and how things have kind of improved and um or maybe changed for the better since uh since you were being recruited uh you know back uh, however many years ago that is now
2: Yeah no that's a great question. Um honestly every year we see improvements. it, it started out pretty small but you keep bringing in more girls that are eager and, and are ambitious, and you just see the, the program blossom even more, and it's super exciting to see. Um, as for our schedule, you know, we have a couple of Philly schools on there too, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, UNC, of course, we're excited for hosting them. was going to be a great experience. You know, hopefully we can get fans in by the time that game comes around. Um, all the players are super eager, super excited to get on the field. So no matter who the competition is, we're just excited to be back on the pitch.
0: Chris, you know, kind of a similar uh, sort of different, but somewhat similar story at Penn State and that there were, you know, the team was kind of down and there's been a lot of improvements uh, since Jeff Cook took over as head coach and one of the one of the things that you know certainly will 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 stand out to our listeners and our readers on Brotherly Game is all of the connections to the Philadelphia Union Academy. Uh, you know you you have you have more friends who are joining you uh, with this season with you know Femi and Daniel and everybody coming in. Uh, you know what's that been like to kind of see the the progress that's being made even just since you were being recruited and uh, you know kind of considering and weighing you know your options uh, of where to go. Uh, go to college uh what's that experience been like the growth then the growth in the program itself in the last few years has been
1: just impeccable since jeff's been here you know he's been trying to he him and the staff have been trying and doing their best to make penn state a a premier soccer program where you can be a be a performer on the field and also get your education off the field, you know, so with all those guys, all those guys joining me, Daniel, Tiger, Femi, all those boys, it's really good to see them come in here hungry and see them get better every single day. And it's just really unbelievable experience, just getting better with everyone, you know, and just knowing that everyone's going down the right path. And at the end of the day, I mean, we all have a goal, whether it's you want to be a professional soccer player, whether you want to be a businessman, whatever it is, but just seeing everyone benefit on and off the field is really an indescribable experience you know just being with all these guys and just going up with them you know
0: yeah i mean i'm sure there's uh there's something about familiarity with with you know coming from a similar program where you kind of know there's certain things you know about um about each other, which can be good and could be a bad thing sometimes. Uh you know, you know uh maybe too much sometimes if you're uh you're uh you know there's any conflict within the team. But uh yeah, I mean it's cool it's definitely cool to sort of see that connection as well. Um I I, I mean I, I kinda see Penn State now as uh you know, we got a lot of our our local people there, so we're gonna we're gonna pull for them as well. Um but you know, um, I, the other the other thing that 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 has a lot. I feel like a lot's happened since uh, both of your teams played uh, competitive games. I mean, it's been almost a year uh, since you've really been able to play. Um, you know, the spring season didn't happen either, um, and and a lot of things happen have happened. You know, aside from the pandemic, um, but just. You know, in terms of um, a lot more awareness of, uh, you know, the the protests that happened as a result of, you know, George Floyd's murder, um, just a lot, a lot of things in terms of uh, of people. uh, Recognizing, um, you know, things that are things that have, have existed for a really long time that 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 aren't new, but that that particularly in soccer, we've seen a lot of teams kind of coming together to make statements. I mean, I'm just curious from from your perspective, uh, Bree. You know, as a, as a as a as a leader of that team, um, is this something that you you know you've discussed, talked about when this when these things are happening? And you know, how do you as a as kind of a, a player, um, you know, look at look at these types of issues that come up, and 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 how do you kind of bring a team together around discuss, discussing, uh, you know, how this sort of impacts you personally, but just also just uh, globally around around the game.
2: Yeah, thanks for asking that. Um basically since since the protests have been starting, it it raised a lot of conversation within our team, a lot of uncomfortable conversations, but they needed to happen. Um we've basically been doing modules as a team where we go through the basic stuff and start building up to more deeper topics and just getting getting to know one another, how like how each person feels about the situations and just getting Comfortable with understanding that everyone might not have the same opinion as you, but we're still teammates in the end. So that was a pretty difficult time for our whole team. I think it was more difficult because it was on Zoom and we're all just talking through a screen, but um, we definitely made through it. Uh, it was definitely a lot of adversity, but we've made it through it. And I think our team is stronger, stronger together now. And for you, Chris?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything Bree just said, <clears throat> but. Yeah, it is about having those uncomfortable conversations that you need to have, because not everyone knows how it feels to be in another person's shoes, you know, especially a person of another race. And so coming together on Zoom during all those tough times, it really was beneficial, I would say. And just discussing stories, just, just about knowing everything, because you can never know too much about this certain topic, you know, so it's always good to come in with all years and and just have your own opinion but at the end of the day we are still a team and we are fighting for the same things for equal quality and at the end of the day we do have a goal you know our goal we have three three chances to win a championship and to even have a chance at any of those we all have to be together as one and one big family so yeah those conversations conversations were needed to be put in place but I think we got through it pretty well and we got through it together as a as a family.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things, I mean, f- for me, uh, you know, I don't, um, I, I try to listen more than talk about, uh, <laughs> to talk about the, sub- the subject of racism and sport and just in general. Um, but I think one of the things that's been, uh, for me, has been really, really awesome to see is young people like yourselves, like, you know, playing a role in this and, um, you know, sort of, uh, you know, within, within a team, within a team culture, um, you know, these are, these are types of things that can tear a team apart. If, if, if there isn't um, understanding and there isn't at least like a willingness to kind of try to hear each other out and to, 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 to listen to the, um, you know, the perspectives and stuff. And so I think even, you know, from the, from the Philadelphia union perspective of getting play, you know, particularly white players to wear the names of, uh, of victims of, uh, of, police brutality on their jerseys because they they were players they didn't know or p- people they didn't know about before stories they hadn't heard i think even just that um those kinds of things are, are so important for um you know for uh you know for teams to be able to discuss because it is right you know i mean you're 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 as a team you're so much more than just just what you're doing on the field it's 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 the whole the whole aspect of that um you know, I'm I'm curious too for uh, for both of you as players, kind of coming up in the game. Um, you know, it is it is Black History Month. I'm curious if there's a if there's a, a player that or a mentor or a coach or somebody that you saw uh, that kind of made you think, hey, there's there's a, there's someone I want to emulate.
2: Um, I don't have any professional players that come to mind, but there is there is a track athlete here, um, Daniel Burns. She's she's been doing so much work to get all this diversity and inclusion across the board and to get everyone on the same page. And honestly, if it wasn't for her, most of these modules wouldn't be functioning. You know, she she kept conversation going. She, she made these uncomfortable conversations happen. And I think she's done a lot of work for all the athletic programs and not just her team herself. So I would say it would be.
0: Chris, is there anyone for you that stands out?
2: Um, <clears throat> I would for sure have a lot
1: of people in my life that stand out, just in my sense of coming from a big academy, Philadelphia Union. But when it comes to this conversation, I mean, a name that really sticks out to me is Mark McKenzie. I know you're pretty familiar with Mark, but I mean, I just respect everything he does. I mean, he goes professional about everything that's off the field, whether it's about having an uncomfortable conversation, like he's the man to talk to, you know, like he really has his priorities in check and he just knows what he wants and he speaks. He speaks what he believes is true, you know, so that's a, a big role model for me. And to see where he's come to from the academy, to see where he is now in Belgium, playing for a Division One team, you know, in Belgium, like, that's absurd to me. And, I mean, that's more of the footsteps I'd, I'd like to follow is from Mark. And, yeah, that's, that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. And what I believe in is because of that guy right there, so... To him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, what, one of the really neat experiences is you're you're interviewing Mark after these big moments in his life. And he's like, hey, guys, before I say anything else about the game, I want to I want to you know, mention this this issue. Right. I mean, and I feel like that's one of the things Mark has been really consistent throughout. Uh, certainly, I mean, throughout his career, but just where he's he's got a platform. He's like, I'm going to use this to speak out uh, for what I believe in and what's important to me. And we'll talk about soccer after that's done, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Greg, Greg got a chance to experience that as well. Um, You know, the, you know, the, the, the Mark McKenzie moments, which are, were, were, uh, have been so special to sort of uh, follow, um, you know, with the team and everything. So, yeah, I, 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 I I definitely think there's a, there's a lot of people who, uh, who, who share share in that Chris. Um,
3: This, this season is going to be kind of unlike any other you've probably had, like, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, you're used to starting a preseason in, in the summer and now you're basically, you know, you were, I don't know, you were on break, maybe you were in school during the break and then you kind of start back in in the season. So what what's the plan in terms of weather-wise, you know, like right now we have a, you know, a foot of snow on the ground here. Um, are you playing your games inside? Are you, are you training outside? I mean, how's, How's that working right now? Because it's kind of one of those things, I guess you didn't have that problem in the summertime when you were about to start a season. So are the games right now scheduled outside? Are they scheduled inside? Um, for us, they're, they're outside.
2: So our solution just lots and lots of layers. <laughs> um, we, it's actually funny today. We, they, we got a text to get out to the fields at seven 30 and we got there And the fields are covered in at least nine inches of snow. So that didn't work out too well. But um, the weather has been, been pretty tough for some players, especially us from southern states where it's always warm. But I think everyone's adapting well. I mean, no one's complaining in practice about the weather. We're all just putting our heads down and getting to work, you know. And I think overall, we're all just pretty excited to get back into the game setting. So how about you guys, Chris?
1: Um, For us in particular, I mean, recently we've been indoors just because of how much snow has been on the the ground and stuff, but our field, we have grass fields, but we can't really play in them right now because the grass is pretty frozen up, you know, so we've been training, most of our training sessions have been in the indoor football facility, it's called Haluba, and so we've been in there, we've been training there, doing all our running, we've been lifting there, have been lifting anywhere else, you know. We've just doing. We've been doing everything at the field. So as of right now, I mean, it's not hundred percent sure what we're doing. If we're gonna be playing outside on turf, or if we're gonna be inside on turf. But if I had a choice, I would love to be inside. Don't get me wrong, you know. Being from Florida and all, but but yeah, I think I think our indoor field is a good environment for teams to come in, and they don't really know how it is, you know. Not a lot of teams are training indoor. We just have a very big privilege, I would say, and we're blessed to have that, the opportunities to to be doing what we can indoors. But, I mean, as of now, I mean, I hope we're not outside, but if we are, it shouldn't be too big of an adjustment, you know, because we're all doing what we could do to just be able to compete in games. So whether it's inside or outside, it doesn't really matter to us, and we're going to be ready to kick off on February 19th.
0: Yeah, it was just it just occurred to me, uh Bree when there was a, a photo posted, I think earlier today on Twitter of uh, the snow. And I'm like, oh wait, yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. That's a, that that becomes a little more challenging, uh certainly for uh for I think this is probably the most snow that either of you have seen, right? Since you've been up here.
2: Um, my freshman year, there was a really bad blizzard. Okay. But yeah, this is this has been pretty bad. So <laughs>
0: And does I don't does it snow more out in uh state college, Greg? Or
3: uh it snows every day from November till uh May, <laughs> right, Chris? I mean, it's just it just it snows all the time. Um, but my my two roommates from Penn State were were both from Florida. So we used to, you know, we used to laugh at them all the time the first winter. I mean, they were wearing like everything. They were bundled up layer after layer, you know, and we're like, oh, it's fifty degrees out, you know, you're all right, come on. But uh no, it's it's um it's definitely adjustment too, you know, and, and, and that was kind of the other thing I wanted to ask you, too, is about um, the travel, because, you know, you're so used to going to a Big Ten game or probably, you know, going to a Big East game, you know, going the night before, staying in a hotel, playing the game the next day. What's the travel situation like? Are you guys just doing a, an up and back on a bus or is there um, a plan to, you know, stay over in a hotel when you have to travel those farther games?
2: Yeah, so for us, I think it depends on how far the game is, what time the game is, and that's that's basically it. So I know I know we're going to be staying overnight for a couple of trips, but not, like if we were to drive to Georgetown, I think we're driving right back after the game. So I think it just depends on where the game is at, basically. And we would probably, we're not, I don't think we're taking any flights, it's all on the coach bus, so.
1: I think it's the same way here. I mean, considering we're going to Indiana and Michigan, I think on a few day road trip, I think we're going to be spending maybe one or two nights at most, each place that we go, if we do stay somewhere. But for the most part, if we're going anywhere under seven hours, I would say, I think we're just going there and coming right back the same day. You know, just do it all in one day, get it over with. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm not – 100% 100% on that, but I think that's how it's looking right now. It's just more a lot of bus trips instead of flying these days. So whatever keeps our safety best in hand, you know, can't complain about it, but we're just hyped up about it just to get going, get started.
0: Well, and the other thing, is, I think both Big Ten, Big E schedules, right, is you're actually playing teams twice, right? like a home and away, where normally you might not play them twice or – or maybe that's different, Big Ten versus Big East. But what, what is is there anything different on that aspect of the schedule?
2: So for us, they basically broke the conference up in a west and east side. So the west side will play, then the top two, I believe, will go on to the tournament, and then the east side will play the top two and go on to the tournament. And then that's how they're going to figure out the Big East champion. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is different. Um, we're going to be playing each team – or half of the teams twice. You know, that's that's not a usual for our seasons definitely gonna make the scouting reports easier, but we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: And for you, Chris, is that is that a similar thing they're doing in the big time? Yeah, I think the
1: the setup is very similar. I mean we're playing most teams in our conference twice. Um yeah, first game home and then next game away, but I mean, just for what I know off the top of my head, I know that we have three chances to win a championship. You know, one is just the regular season in general, just having the best record whoever finishes first top of the table gets that championship, you know, so that's what we're looking forward to. Second one is the Big Ten tournament, which is after all our games, but just pretty much a seeding setup, seeding and then you just play first game, second game, quarterfinals, third game, semifinals, you know. So I think it's involved in that setup. And then the third one is the NCAA. I don't know how that's all going to work out at the end of the day, but I mean, if we're looking forward to getting there, I mean, we're going to have a long shot at it. it, You know, we're going to
0: do everything we can. If we have the opportunity to be there, then we're going to try to take it. Yeah. I mean, hope, 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 hope all the best for you this season. Hopefully you get all your games in and, Chris, you get to beat up on some of your uh, some of your friends. You'll be playing against. Uh, I know you got Nick on your schedule. You got uh, some other people from uh, from around the from around the conference. Uh, you'll be playing against. But thanks so much for joining in, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for you to be back at a game with my kids, and we'll be cheering <laughs> cheering you on from the from the stands there whenever that happens. So thanks so much.
2: Awesome, Matt. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you, Chris and Greg. Nice meeting you guys.
3: It was nice to meet you. Good luck this year.
2: Thank you. Thank you.